This is the Gospel According to the Rock, tracing the rocky journey of God's foundation through the Bible. The Gospel According to Rejection When are we? About 1050 B.C., we're in the Old Testament in Samuel's time, at the end of the Judges and after Moses. Before the beginning of the kings and the prophets, this is before Jerusalem will be chosen to house a temple. Where are we? A place called Ramah. It's in Israel, north of the town that will be known as Jerusalem. Why are we here now? 1 Samuel chapter 8 talks about how the nation of Israel rejects the government of the Most High and asks for a king. We're going to follow a little bit of the gospel according to rejection and see how it intersects with the gospel according to the rock. Today's unpaid plug is BibleAtlas.org, which has a lot of information about places in the Bible like Ramah, as mentioned in 1 Samuel. The scripture. Listen for words related to rejection. 1 Samuel 8, beginning with verse 1. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. His firstborn son's name was Joel, and his second was Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. However, his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned toward dishonest prophet, took bribes, and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and went to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, Look, you're old, and your sons don't walk in your ways. Therefore appoint a king to judge us, the same as all the other nations have. Note, God was doing this to show Samuel something. They were rejecting God as their king, not just Samuel. They were willing to restrict the Most High from the office of king. Verse 6. When they said, Give us a king to judge us, Samuel considered their demand wrong, so he prayed to the Lord. But the Lord told him, Listen to the people and everything they say to you. They have not rejected you. They have rejected me as their king. They are doing the same thing to you that they have done to me, since the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, abandoning me and worshiping other gods. Listen to them, but solemnly warn them and tell them about the customary rights of the king who will reign over them. Samuel told all the Lord's words to the people who were asking him for a king. Note, this was like how Moses gave words to all the people and they wanted Moses to speak to the Lord. They didn't want to draw near to him themselves. Verse 11. He said, These are the rights of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and put them to use in his chariots, on his horses, or running in front of his chariots. He can appoint them for use as commanders of thousands or commanders of fifties to plow his ground and to reap his harvest or to make his weapons of war and the equipment for his chariots. He can take your daughters to become perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He can take your best fields, vineyards, and olive orchards and give them to his servants. He can take a tenth of your grain and your vineyards and give them to his officials and servants. He can take your male servants, your female servants, your best cattle, and your donkeys and use them for his work. He can take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves can become his servants. When that day comes, you will cry out because of the king you've chosen for yourselves. But the Lord won't answer you on that day. The people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we must have a king over us. Then we'll be like all the other nations. Our king will judge us. Go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel listened to all the people's words and then repeated them to the Lord. Listen to them, the Lord told Samuel. Appoint a king for them.
Some people say that God's timing for a move to a kingdom was just a few decades away. These elders may have been premature in their requests for a king. In the future, part of the gospel according to rejection will follow these highlights. The people will accept Saul as their king. David will become a partial relief after Saul's reign. David will probably be the author of Psalm 118, which will repeat the lesson Samuel gave, saying, in verse 9, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Psalm 118 will be a place where the Gospels, according to rejection and to the rock, will intersect. Verse 22 will say, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Far in the future, Israel will reject God's own son as king and ask for a murderer in his place. There are other passages where rejection and rocks appear together in the Bible. We'll visit some more of those times and places in episodes to come. Produced by Static Force, LLC. Sometimes things don't change.